Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 447, from June 16th, 1997, a Monday night show. No guest tonight? Well, kind of. Uh, Dr. True's niece Bonnie is in studio for the whole show, and she joins them on mic for the last segment. Well, the last two, technically. Dr. True calls Adam a minotaur during a hernia discussion. Caller Dan has a series of complicults aimed at Adam regarding his appearance on CBS. And Adam's spec script for the show Animaniacs comes up once again. This is the new Kevin Tape source. It runs six minutes longer than the previous fan copy that's been circulated around the internet that I also archived. This is a very interesting one-off show. Uh, Drew's niece doesn't ever return, or if she does, it's not mentioned on air. Decent calls, decent chemistry, all in all, classic episode. As per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, it is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is the good doctor, Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And um, later on this week, uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket will be in here as well as Tom Arnold. All right, Drew, uh, you want to get down to business? I have a yeah. little email here. That's fine. I'm surprised you're here. I thought you'd uh, take off to Hawaii with Don. I, I don't think I would have come back if I went to Hawaii with Don. Oh, I just would have been saying. this little uh, house bitch. Yeah. Running around in a uh, thong back, uh, perpetually tan. Uh, the only uh, only part of the relationship I'd have to keep up is uh, hours worth of uh, physical fitness and plucking the eyebrows. And some pruning. Yeah. It's some pruning. Back, yeah. You're going to do more than pluck eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about time I got down there. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, listen. Where's your friend Ray, anyway? Yeah, where's Ray? Uh, listen, there's nothing wrong with a little... Uh, listen, uh, it, it is a myth that men do not do uh, pruning downstairs uh, as well as women. As we all know... For women, it's a must, and for men, it's a bit of an option. But for me, it really crosses the line in the must category. I'm a lot of men. I, um, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. Then uh, here's some email that'll uh, back me up. Uh, this is from uh, Marie. Adam, you're a good-looking man, but you need to do something about those eyebrows. <laughs> I think you should get them arched. What does that mean? Well, I think that's uh, like what Pamela Anderson or Pamela Lee has. You know, where they constantly look like you're in a uh, state of uh, perplexion or something. Really? What do they, how do they do that? Listen, Weenie, you, you've seen eyebrows. You, your grandmother's eyebrows. Yeah. When she was a, is your grandmother alive? No. Okay, your mom's eyebrows. Yeah. When she's old enough. The point is, is, you know, women get that their eyebrows, like, shaped. Oh, I see. Okay. You know All what right. I mean? Like, All picture right. Pamela Lee. All right, shaped. Let's say shaped. All right. Well, they're, they're arched. Yeah, but I mean, are, uh, they, maybe something surgical happened. I don't know. No, no, no. They they pluck them that way, and they become like, uh, you know, Mrs. Potato Head. It's okay. as if someone uh. took uh, two half moons and uh, or crescent moons and stuck them All above right. the eye. Right. They're saying I should do that. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Look like uh, Charles Nelson Riley. 
And whenever a guy does that, he looks gay. Whenever a guy messes with his brow too much, he looks gay. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Why is that? Uh -huh. If you uh, remove more than six or eight hairs of your brow, uh, you turn gay all of a sudden. Maybe there's a relationship there. You look gay, at least. And my brows, if I really, I was noticing them Maybe today. Maybe you finally found the biological link. My, all right. My brows are actually falling now. Like an older woman's chest. Wow. Uh, they're no longer uh, smoothing. You know when you see old people and the browns are heading every every, every which direction? Right. And oftentimes coming straight down as if uh, they're wearing a, like a page boy haircut with the browns. Right. Or like right. uh, Mo from the Three Stooges but with the browns. Right. My brows, I notice when I wake up in the morning, are actually heading downward. I have to move them aside to see the morning sun. It's really fascinating. All right, so the point is, is I should do something about my sloppy appearance, and it's true. Whiten those teeth. Uh, right. I always had this, uh, this thing. I said to myself, Adam, if you ever get on TV, you're going to start working out, you're going to get your teeth whitened, or at least cleaned, and you're going to uh, trim your brow and facial hair and all that. I, I never did any of it. Right. We were lucky when you would shave. That's true. And that was unusual. It was a coup at the TV show when I would shave. Uh, so I've, I haven't been to the dentist in four years. I don't do anything with my brows. I, all right, I've got to pull it together. Physically. I put about a minute and a half in a day, Thank physically. Yeah. Oh, that's why I'd be the world's worst woman. <laughs> and that, the constant gas, uh, would uh, make me a, a deal breaker on a date. All right, uh, here's another piece of email from uh, Vice99. I just had surgery uh, because of my hernia. My question is, will this affect sex in any way? I've been uh, sexually active for two years, and my girlfriend thinks it will hurt me. No, I should be fine. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, wait a couple weeks, but they should be fine. All right. I have that hernia problem as well. Oh, you have a hernia now? Well, you know I have the bulge. Oh, right, 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 right. It's sort of, it's sort of a femoral hernia with yours. Well, that's it's a little that. different. It's right, it's right over here, right? It's right there, yeah. yeah. A little different. Where's most of the hernia? They descend this way. Oh, yeah. Mine is right in the uh, pubic line. Right. Although my pubic line stretches uh, from my knees to just below my right nipple. Really? Oh, yes. A lot of pubic line. Tremendous. <laughs> It's as if I'm being uh, attacked by goat. You're like a minotaur or something. <laughs> With that rear and that, that front, I, I, it's not anything human I've ever seen. Well, what's the difference between a centaur and a minotaur? Help. A centaur has the body oh, of a oh, horse and the head nice. of a... Oh, she, the, yes. A centaur is half horse and right. half man, and a minotaur is half bull and half <laughs> man. Oh, okay. Uh, phone screener Sherry, who's been to uh, one too many Renaissance fairs, I'm guessing, uh, over the years. Is that... I thought it was half, right. Minotaurs have goat. <laughs> All right, I'll go with bull. Anyway, uh, here's another uh, one uh, email from Kathy regarding uh, boob hair. Uh, for some reason, I have uh, coarse black hair around my areolas uh, and nipples. I've tried shaving, uh, which makes it worse, and plucking uh, causes them to become uh, more uh, ingrown. Uh, Electrolysis. Well, wait a minute. So is, uh, uh, so is expensive electrolysis my only option? Mm -hmm. That is. Or more expensive laser treatments or something like that, but no. Okay, so if you've plucked and you've shaved, uh, that's it. Okay. You know, I, I, I was struck this evening. Adam. Um, I brought my niece, Bonnie, over, and uh, I realized that you and I probably at most grunted at each other. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. We don't even we don't even like look at each other until we sit down here. Yeah. Where is that? Little? How old is your niece? Thirteen. Oh really? Yes. Stay uh, away from that. Is, <laughs> no, please. I wouldn't uh, dream of uh, doing anything. You know, on the first date. Maria. Yes. You're eighteen. I am. 
Hi, guys. Hey. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, I'm a little out of it. Oh, yeah, you know, thanks for that wonderful segue with all that body hair. You're quite welcome. It was wonderful. Ow! <laughs> um, okay, guys, I have a question that I've been trying to ask many, many people for a very long time, and nobody seems to have the answer, so I'm hoping you guys can help me out. Um, okay, I became sexually active when I was probably about 16 or 17, and... Uh, you know exactly how old you are. Actually, no, I don't. Why not? Uh, I was, actually, now I remember. Uh, 15. Wait a minute. You're 18 now, and yeah. you don't know when you lost your virginity? Um, kind of. Well, right. Again, that no, no. Already, no, no, no. Don't no. buy it. Wait, that's Women know. That's called Women denial, know. though. But if she already has issues with it, the fact that she did it, she wants to put it out of her memory. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it back to 15 and a half, and she knows the, uh, she knows the date she, and the time. If she thinks about it, of course. But she's in denial about it. So go ahead. Okay. Um... Well, I've I've never had sex when I've been sober, so mm. that might be mm -hmm. a little bit of a... You still know the next day. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so my problem is is that um, when I do have sex, um, even if it is with somebody that I know that I care about or that I um, might, I don't know, if, like have feelings for or a relationship going with, I end up feeling like absolute dirt like either directly after or the next day mm. and i end up like crying and just going into hysteria why do you keep having sex then hopefully that i get over it and now i won't anymore because um just it happened the last time and now you won't have sex anymore no i i how I many times have you done this oh many many times and i'm not i'm not like a slut or anything i just well, wait a minute i'll be the judge of that uh, <laughs> 10 times you don't know me well enough 10 times what? Ten times? More. Fifteen? More. My my judgment for that is that I'm looking for affection because I've been kind of like dis... Yeah, you, that's right. I mean, that's what women are looking for when they when they get sexual. All right, you want to gamble? There's two ways to go with this. I mean, one, one is something on the surface, which is kind of where I'd like to take this conversation, is that is that, that uh, she somehow has the expectation that she's going to find affection there. And your your objects, your male partners, don't cooperate, do they? Well, no. I mean, m most of the time, I guess probably about 80% of the time that I've ever had sex, it's either been not my, like, wanting or not my, um, I haven't said yes, or I've said yes because I've been so drunk that I just don't even know what Yeah, I'm but you got lit up knowing wh what, oh, what was going to happen. Please. <laughs> Please, yeah, you're, hold on, hold on. Right. I got to cut through the denial here. First off, uh, this like, uh, ah, geez, I lost my virginity. Must have been 16 or 17. If you're talking to Aunt Connie, who's 63, uh, that's fine. Uh, when you're 18 and you're reminiscing about last year, ah, geez, scratch your head. Let me see, boy. Uh, yeah, there's lots of different things going on here. Let's see. Uh, I mean, you're right. <laughs> one is your relationship with alcohol, which we're going to kind of overlook right now. Already, you're having consequences from your relationship yeah, with alcohol. Yeah, I've been to treatment. So. okay, so you're an alcoholic. Yeah. All right. All right. The other is how you feel about yourself and your and your sexual expression. Were you, were, do you want to gamble? Yes. Right. I like to gamble. All right. well, hold on, Maria. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I uh, don't have sex with any strangers uh, for just one moment here. I think I have a dollar. Oh, yeah. I'm not giving you another dollar. I got a dollar. But I need this buck. So let's go now. All right. You go first. Uh, touched inappropriately in a home where her genuine needs were not supported at all. Okay. She was just sort of a left to herself. Uh, no physical abuse, only uh, mental okay. anguish. Oh, come on, baby. Maria. 
Yes. And what happened when you were younger? Um, well, okay, I'm adopted, and mm. I was adopted at a really young age, and so I don't know about that, mm. but, but from the shrinks that I've, excuse me, psychologists that I've gone to, um, they feel that I have, like, a non-attachment disorder where I didn't bond properly with my, um, mm -hmm. my adopted mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they never uh, touched you in any inappropriate way? I, I, I couldn't imagine that at all. My uh. father's since passed away, my um, adoptive father, and... He's Did anybody like, else though in the family get through to you? Because if you were sort of looking for uh, some other sorts of uh, of uh, connection, if, you'd, if be, I, you'd be a good victim for somebody. If I remember it, I, I don't. I, okay. I, All right. Well, Adam went. Well, two bucks is two bucks. What can you do? You can't <laughs> jar it out of her. God bless you, Maria. <laughs> God bless you and the guy who didn't touch you. <laughs> so, so you understand uh, your difficulty with intimacies, right? You have some insight into that. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm a pretty. Um, God, I'm just, at, I'm gone for words tonight. Um, here's, uh, here's my, uh, I, one interpret. no, leave her on the phone. She can hear you. You, you punched the wrong one, you big chode. There, there, are two, there, there are two things I like to go to with things like this. One is, obviously you've had some issues of trauma and you have some difficulty making connections with people, and that's something that trust and, and feelings of intimacy and closeness are things that are going to be very, very difficult for you. But the other is, I think women your age are being sold a bill of goods, that somehow you're going to find intimacy and find what you're looking for if you become physically sexually active. I think you're going to, be f you're going to feel ungratified, confused, and dirty yeah. because you're not going to get that. Somehow men can get that. But women typically don't. They need to be. Well, no, it didn't. No, they have a wholly different experience. It is not. It doesn't have to have any emotional connection at all for them to be very gratifying. All right, Drew. Listen. Yeah. You only. I've done the show with you for almost two years now. Yeah. And I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you only have so many good calls in you a night. I hate to see you shoot your wad right out of the shoot. So you're gonna cut me off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put an end to this call because right. uh, you, you'll be tapped. Right. I like to think of myself as... Could, could I go home if I get tapped? I'm like Pat Riley. I don't want to leave the star guard and they're running up and down the court, uh, uh -huh. you know, without a break. Yeah. Because I know he'll be spent by the time uh, crunch time comes in the fourth quarter. Right. All right? All right. Let me go to the showers. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chad, 17. Hey, uh... My question is, all right, well, here's what happened. I had a party Friday night, or Saturday night, actually, and uh, this girl and this guy had sex in my sister's bed, and she bled, like, all over her comforter. He did? She oh, did. She did. did. Mm -hmm. All right, and I, I talked to her afterwards, and uh, she said that she wasn't on her period, and she wasn't a virgin, so I was wondering how else that could have happened. Well, some women uh, are, are stimulated to bleed by, by intercourse. Maybe your sister's just trying to get a free trip to the dry cleaners with the comforter. It well, wasn't my sister. My sister's out of town. Or, uh -huh. or uh, it may bring the period on a little earlier. Oh, already? That's just, already. So she may not have been aware that she was bleeding. I'll tell you, there is uh, no article in the house that suffers like a comforter <laughs> when the kids throw a party. Uh, I don't. I can't tell you how many comforters uh, were uh, soiled and/or destroyed through parties that either me and my friends uh, either attended or threw. Uh, didn't comforters sort of come into being in, around the time that they were on the seventies or so? Yeah, I mean, uh, they had them before this the, part of the country. Anyway, the, the, the first off, uh, the waterbed yeah. was the first uh, oh. undoing because here's what happened: uh, people didn't know waterbeds were waterbeds. You got to realize that uh, your ass uh, got used to a box spring and mattress for many, many years before the waterbed came into play. And then, when everyone and their mother had a waterbed, 
especially if you're at a party, had a few too many beers or bong load or something, your ass would hit the waterbed. You'd have a you know bowl of uh, you know a planter's punch in one hand and a uh, the bong in the other, and you'd go uh, ass over a, a coffee table uh, right into the headboard with the uh, planter's punch and the bong flying everywhere. I'm just thinking of, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're With right. these water beds. And the next one is, uh, yes, the comforter. Uh, everybody I know, that was always the big thing. It was the following morning, we were cleaning up. You can clean, you can mop the kitchen floor. Uh, you can get the, uh, you know, you can fish the cigarettes out of the pool. But that comforter, there's no way you're slipping that past uh, mom and dad. And what happened inevitably is somebody broke away, got into the master bedroom, uh, got it on or did something, and... Uh, destroyed the comforter, or at least marked it in their own way. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just think about the crap the American people per- buy. Uh, the waterbed, you, you couldn't be healthy without a waterbed. Finally, humanity was going to be healthy. Oh, let me tell you no, something. I've done okay without it. Uh, unless you're an Olympic-caliber, uh, or, or uh, I should say, uh, X Games-caliber a climber, you can't get out of a waterbed. Once you're in, you're in. People say they love them. They're just saying, uh, what they're really saying is you can't get out. Uh. And uh, having sex on a waterbed is uh, like playing a handball against the draperies. It uh, absolutely throws the entire thing off. You're going this way. She's going that way. It is a disaster. All right. Thank God we've gotten rid of those waterbeds. I never fell prey to the waterbed no, either. No, me neither. You didn't. Just, yeah, you were, you're the right age, Drew. You should have had one. Uh, Brian, 16. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. First-time caller, long-time listener. And now they got these motionless water beds. Whatever the hell that Just means. get a bed, then. <laughs> Here's what it is now. It's a 850-pound uh, uh, bed. That's what a motionless water bed is. All right, sorry, Brian. It's all right. I can't believe you two get paid the same amount. Ah, it's recalculous, isn't uh, it? You deserve so much more, Adam. I really do. Yeah, Drew's just regurgitating stuff they learned in medical school, and you got to come up with stuff. Just like that. Med school. He gets this uh, magazine called JAMA uh, twice a month. He skims through it, and then he spits it back out. That's all. <laughs> That's like a, uh, like, a, like a bird feeding her chick. That's all Drew does. Just open the beak and dump it right onto the kid. But yeah. not me. I'm a fountain of uh, improvisational creativity. You're a genius. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we just refer it to Adam? Huh? No, just refer it to Adam. Yeah, he let me so handle superior. this. I, believe me, smart about, guy. Um, addiction. I don't care. I know about addiction. Shut his mic off, Mike. I'll handle don't. this. <laughs> it's off. All right, oh, Brian. Okay. It's just me and you now. All right. Um, question about crank addiction. Sure. How long does it take to get addicted to crank? Well, he's talking about methamphetamines. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It depends. See, here's what Drew does. He covers his ass. It, it could happen the first time for some people. Uh, for others, uh, it may not ever catch on, although uh, meth is a very addictive uh, form of drugs. Now, of course, you have to look into family history. Is there a history of an addiction in the family? Do you have the gene? Uh, I think my dad was an alcoholic. Uh-huh. All right. Well, then, it is quite possible that you have the gene, in which case uh, you may do it once and uh, be hooked immediately. It's a yeah, very dangerous drug. It has a lot of momentum to it. 
Uh, hey, Drew, I'm doing fine, and you know it. No, no, no. You do. No, you're not. You're doing fine, but you're not doing... Can I have a mic, please? All right, turn this mic on test, for just test, one okay. moment. You're doing okay. Uh, you asked the, the important questions, and you got to the, the root of things. But, but amphetamine is much more insidious than that. Amphetamine is not one of these drugs that people... Like, like mar- if I was a marijuana addict, they know it the first time they get high, because they're thinking about it from then after. It's on sort of an ultimate experience. Amphetamine is quite different. It is usually slow onset... People typically don't use it every day. As they get on in the disease, sometimes they'll use every day and they use in large quantities. But it's usually much more insidious. And it, it takes hold before you really realize it has. It starts destroying relationships, makes you irritable, violent, moody. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a uh, disgusting addiction. It, it really ruins people's lives. But it, in the majority of cases, indeed, alcoholism is the underlying genetic predisposition. All right. Uh, Jessica, 14. Hi, everybody. Hey. Um, I have like a really quick uh, question before I get to my comments, kind of involved comment, I guess, maybe. All right. Anyway, um, uh, my best friend, I hate to say best friend around Adam, <laughs> but my best friend, she's like, uh, she's 15, and she, um, she's like going out with a 21-year-old guy, and I'm just wondering if I should just like pass it up or just say, you know, do whatever you want. Because, like, we, we were pretty close. We were really she's 14 close. also? No, she's 15. 15. Yeah, you know, as a friend, I think it's important to sh- tell your friends where you stand. And then after that, you just have to decide, do you want to be friends with people that, you know, do drugs or hang out, with, you know, date old guys or, or, no, or steal no or way, whatever? There's no way I could break up the relationship or our friendship just because of that, though. Okay. She's, been, she's done a lot of stuff <laughs> that I would never do, you know, but I'm not going to, you know, we've been through a lot. Well, tell her where you stand, and tell her it's because you're a friend. All right. All right. What's All right. your question? I, um, I hope you're not going to, like, get turned off by me talking about this just because I'm 14, but um, I don't know if you remember me calling, but um, I called when Carrie War was on, I think. Oh, Carrie War. Right, yeah, Carrie War. Um, yes. A few, months, uh, a few months ago, I was that girl who said that some of your stuff was offensive or whatever. Right. Racist? No, see that's the whole point. You was quoting me wrong. Oh, okay. Offensive. You like talk? I did not ever said that. Anyway, I just want to straighten up some stuff that some people said and everything, because I don't know. I felt like everybody kind of got me wrong and everything. All right. Well, here's your chance. All right. Um, first of all, I just want to say that um, you have to understand that a lot of white people that I talk to about the whole racism thing, they tell me they, this, and the same thing happened with you, Adam and Drew. It's like to tell me, yes, uh, we know exactly what you're feeling, and you've got a chip on your shoulder. You just got to get over it and move on. You shouldn't even be taking this personally. But for me, it's like, it's, you have to understand that black people go through a whole different experience than white people. It doesn't mean you have a chip on your shoulder. It means that um, you have a different, different perspective on a whole life and everything. And you, Adam and Drew, have to, like, respect that, you know what I'm saying? And, I don't know, just, just understand that people feel differently about stuff and you making jokes. Because I'm sure, like, if you had 100 white people and 100, like, mixed uh, people, um, I'm sure if, uh, the, most of the white people would say, oh, yeah, that's fine, you know, she's just joking around. But if you ask the, uh, all the other ethnic, ethnic groups or whatever, they would be like, hey, I don't know about this. I think maybe we should stop saying it. You just got to understand it's not... They can all have tips on the shoulders, you know. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, I haven't done extensive research, but I find that uh, 
sometimes uh, white people are in two categories. There are uh, the racist whites, and then there are the people who are overreact in like a compensation way. Like my mom would get more offended over a racial comment than the person of the race uh, that it was headed for. She really would. Because she is almost overcompensating. Uh-huh. I mean, she. I, I don't like that either. I just want you to be down to earth, understand how other people feel. Well, yeah, I mean, respecting the way. Other but by the way, uh, very well put for fourteen. Yes, okay. very, very, uh, very eloquent. And here's the deal, Jessica. Uh, it, it's a real touchy subject, I and uh, I don't know what's right and I don't know what's wrong, but it's basically what's in your heart. And here's the deal. Uh, my job is to screw around with people, and it's to screw around with them. Yeah, you're and very funny, though. You make me laugh so much. Well, thank you. And and it doesn't really matter uh, what I screw around with them uh, with. Oh, wow. I just screw around with them. And and if I if I didn't screw around with blacks or Hispanics or Asians, it would almost be uh, discriscriminatory because I would say, oh, uh, 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 I don't want to say anything about them yeah, because know, I'm treating them different. You the know, whole I thing. Know is about treating people differently. And I'd like to treat everyone the same. Yeah, uh, but you know what? I, I'm sure if people just... Cause you know what? People these days, they don't know where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. Well, I know. You know, they're like, oh, is this guy really serious? Or is he... Right. If you just say, you know, don't take a person, I'm just messing around. People, I'm sure people take a whole different... Well, he, here's, the, here's the deal. Uh, people, I say a lot of offensive things, not just uh, about race, uh, about different you races. Listen, you listen to what I have to take every night? Yeah, I mean, I abuse uh, Drew, uh, whatever uh, race he may be. I'm I'm attacker of that race. The point is this: I say a lot of uh, things that pee, uh, piss off a lot of people. Um, it's my job, so uh, there you go. And uh, as far as the races, uh, I like everybody. I'm not a racist, therefore I get to make fun of them. <laughs> Do you understand? Well, we like Jessica, whatever whatever her. Orientation. Right. So, I mean, therefore, we get to make fun of her. Nah. All right. Uh, listen, I'll explain my theory, my uh, a-hole at the workplace uh, theory that's going to put this all into perspective after this. Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should, should call do? everyone at Prosper.com. What? Ever try to get a loan? Home everyone? improvement. We're just talking about that. Credit cards paid off, a business startup. It's hard. There's trouble, man. Like I always say, no such thing as good credit, only bad <laughs> credit and no credit. That is all. Anyway, it's a better way to borrow. Prosper.com, turning the lending industry on its ear, man. Uh, it's an online marketplace, and it connects borrowers like you with investors. You can go up to $35,000, man. You get a low fixed rate. Never set foot in a bank. And check your rate instantly. It's not going to affect your credit score. You're not going to get on some list. Just go check it out. Go to prosper.com slash Adam. See what your score is. See what your rate is. For a limited time, by the way, they're offering my listeners a $50 gift card when you get a loan. It's a Visa gift card when you get a loan at prosper.com slash Adam. Drew. Other restrictions apply. See site for program and Visa prepaid card details. The card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida and a pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah chartered industrial bank. Member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. All right. Hey everybody, good old JR Tim Ross here, and I've got one hell of a tough guy. Hardcore Bob Holly on the Ross Report, six-time hardcore champion at least, and he's got plenty of stories to tell without any holes barred, I promise. So download the Ross Report now at podcastone.com to hear my upfront and candid conversation 
with Hardcore Bob Holly. That's podcastone.com. Hi, this is Kari Wurr, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, that engineer Mike. Does he ever miss a beat? Like John Bonham, that uh, man. Never misses a beat. All right, I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Phone number 1 800 L O V E 191. And uh, I probably told this uh, uh, riddle or example uh, before, but uh, here's the, the way it is, uh, just to uh, finish up on what we're talking about uh, with uh, me and my asinine statements, which, uh, for the most part, I uh, stand behind uh, 150%, although uh, once in a while I say a few things, you know, just because that's the type of show it is. Um, I'm not sure if I've done this one on the air, but Drew, you know this one. Here's my take on people, mm. and it, it applies to uh, racists and uh, misogynists and, and all the is. <laughs> if your heart is good and uh, oh, right. you're good, uh, Drew, uh, punch the mic. What time is it? 10.31. Uh, uh, it's about on schedule. About, about right. Uh, if you're a decent guy and you have no ul- ulterior motive, then you can say what you want and people understand it. If you're a scary guy, you can't say too much. And here's the example I, I will give you. Uh, and women, uh, I know you can get behind this. A lot of you women who work, work with a lot of guys. And there's always that one creepy guy you work with. Smells, uh, smells of uh, polo cologne as if uh, he'd uh, bathed in it but right before. In the elevator, not at home. Uh, where's the uh, Italian uh, wafer-thin uh, uh, sold uh, leather shoes? And just comes off as a little bit creepy. Now, this guy gives you a bad vibe. He's never really said anything. He's never really done anything, but you pick up on it. Is this what happens to you in the workplace? No. Drew, let me please. Uh-huh. Let me finish show without you popping off. Hey, how's it feel not having an audience? Huh? Uh, you realize uh, it, when I am the sole um, owner of the laughter, when you make a joke and I give you nothing? Same thing as I do. That's right. That's it's true. like uh, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it. If you make a joke and nobody laughs, is it still a joke? All right, here's my point. This guy is on a real short leash. If he comes uh, by you one day when you're at work, if you're a woman, and says, uh, hey, somebody got a new dress, you, it creeps you out. You almost want to report him for sexual harassment. It's like, oh, I can't believe what Herb said. Ooh, I'm going to go home and shower. Because the guy's creepy. And, and, the, and he has creep, he exudes creepiness. So he can't say anything. Now, if there's a guy, and uh, you all work with cool guys, too. They're nice guys. They don't have any of that creepiness. Uh, you see right through them, and there's nothing there. It's uh, nothing but good. I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm an angel, but I don't have that. I don't have an agenda. This guy can come in and say whatever comment he wants, and you'll usually just laugh it off because it's this guy saying it. You understand that, Drew? Although guys that, uh, you know, the Ted, what was his name? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is the guy that rely on that kind of... Uh, All right, once uh, in a while you kill 15 or 16 co-eds. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's just the fact is intent is, is part of the issue, right? Certainly. Okay. Yes. Dan, 17. Hi. Guys. Hi. Uh, I got a problem. First of all, I want to say, Adam, you're a stud, and Dr. Drew, you're cool, too. Adam, I saw your CBS show. Oh, yes. Did yeah, you see? pretty funny. I was, like, the only one in the room that knew who you were, but... Did you see me in that expensive suit? Oh, is that expensive? Well, uh-huh. they said it was. I wanted to take it home. Well, I was paying more attention to the dogs. But, um... Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, my problem is that my parents have a pretty tight rein on me, and I, you know, they're super Catholic. Right. I go to Catholic high school and all that. And That's why I was home on a Friday night watching me make an ass of myself. Oh, yeah. There, mm -hmm. there you go. But anyway, um, you know, I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, when you get out away from home, the first thing you do is rebel. And the thing I'm worried about the most is, like, getting drunk or something like that and knocking up someone. Right. And, you know, I really don't want to do that. And I was wondering, I mean, what are the chances of that happening? Because I'm, I'm yeah. kind of worried it's about, about 75, 80 percent. Have you had a history of impulsivity? Uh, Can you not contain your impulses? Well, uh, I don't know what how I'd answer that. I mean, I have ADD, and if oh, that, that and does that, affect that. Meaning that, uh, I mean, I basically do act on impulse a lot. What's okay. the most impulsive thing you've done, uh, Dan? Um. I don't know, I just kind of took my car and left. I mean, it's nothing big, but to my parents, I mean, that's kind of like my big problem there. You did what? Kind of Drove took my away. car and left. They think that was a huge deal. Where'd you go? I just went over to my friend's house. Oh. And I came home and smelled like smoke. I mean, I smoke now. And, you know, that's just to get cool. That's kind of the things I'm worried about. If I'm going to go to a party and everyone else is drinking. Most gonna... people that, just as, as a general trend, most people that are going to do impulsive things and th acting out, don't worry that they're going to do it. They just do it. Uh, no, they look forward to that. Right. Well, I'm worried about... They don't plan out their impulsivity. <laughs> well, I'm worried about it's my parents. They'll it's it's like hard to pre-plan uh, being impulsive, isn't right, it, Right, exactly. Well, they'd probably, like, disown me and stuff like that. All right, listen. Uh, Dan. Well, then that's, maybe that's enough structure to help you refrain from doing these things that would be well, destructive what you, Where are you going to college? I'm not in college. I'm in high school. Where are you going to college? Oh, I don't know. Probably a community college because my grades aren't that good. Uh-oh. All right. So you never had the impulse to study, huh? No. Okay. Well, don't worry. There's nothing going on over there in junior college. <laughs> A bunch of guys trying to score weed and get light. Yeah. You won't, uh, you, you, th there's no parties in junior college. You understand? Okay. Now, if you were going to, uh, Arizona State, uh, San Diego State, uh, uh, oh, uh, Humboldt, uh, uh -huh. one of these, uh, you know, drug schools, and uh, you were staying up all night. Let's, and, let's uh, name a few more just so we can alienate some more people. Oh, like a drug school? <laughs> well, here's the thing about drug schools. Uh, part of the drug school is uh, you have to have a good proximity to uh, weed, and that's why, like, Humboldt is good and UC Davis is good, but it can't be too hard to get in because it's too, you know, except for, like, Berkeley kind of does that because it's a big drug school and uh, it's really tough to get in. But actually, what you end up doing in Berkeley, it's the, the culture, not so much the uh, actual students that are into uh -huh. it, but you are overtaken by your culture. But you take a school like uh, San Diego State, and it's just a bunch of, I think, uh, I, I think the women actually go to, uh, go to class in bikinis and just thongs. And uh, they, they, they don't, yeah, I'm okay. telling you, brother, they don't have desks or chairs, they have sand. And you just bring a towel. It's it's awesome. You're uh, lathering up with PABA and uh, learning about uh, physics all at the same time. Really? Yes. All right. But Dan, you're going to you're going to uh, you're going to uh, junior college. You don't have to worry about that. You'll still be living at home, right? Well, there's no. Uh, I'll probably move into an apartment because I just can't stand being around my parents because they got too tired of rain on me. I mean, when I go to college, I'm sure they'll put a curfew on me there too. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they. They just impose a lot of stuff, and I'm afraid that the yeah. instant I get the opportunity right. to go out. Yeah, I, I suspect you're going to be okay. I mean, just watch yourself, and it sounds like they've actually helped you provide structure for yourself and that these sorts of concerns are viable, reasonable things 
uh, in relation to your impulsivity. And just you the fact a- that you're questioning uh, yourself that uh, stopped me before I... Uh, drink again kind of thing is a is a good but man, that's that's the primary parenting job is to give you that kind of internal structure that you eventually adopt for yourself that and pay for junk Janie yes you're 27 Hi. just yes. give us your question we'll go to break and we'll tease it um, it's actually it's a couple of things yeah. uh, my husband recently left me and um, I found out recently that he had been cheating on me how old are you I'm 27 and I know for a fact that the woman that he's messing around with is bad news and has diseases and can get him sick, and I don't know whether or not I should tell him. What diseases does she have? Well, um, she... Polio? Has, pardon me? Polio? No. No. Schistosmiasis. No. Schistosmiasis? <laughs> I know that she gets around, and I don't think he knows that. And um, I don't know whether or not I should tell him. Because, I, I mean, even How though he know? left me, even though he cheated, even though I think he's kind of like a scumbag for doing that, he's a person, and he is my child's father. And I want to ensure that my child will continue to have a father. How do you know she gets around? I just know. What disease does she have? She may have AIDS. Mm. I'm not sure. Okay. She gets around. Okay. So. All, right, all right, Janie, mm-hmm. we got to go to break. Okay. Um, we will uh, get to you about him getting around after the break, okay? <laughs> all right, we'll be back. So, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know, the one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses, as Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man and Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to LootCrate.com podcast. And then when you get there, enter code PODCAST and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. All righty. It is uh, Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is the good doctor, Dr. Drew, the board-certified one. And uh, when we left off, we were speaking to Janie. Janie is uh, 27, although she sounds 17. Uh, has a child, possibly two. And uh, her man has uh, broke up with her and uh, is uh, fooling around with others. Yes, he is. Okay, now let's just get a little history here, okay. Janie. How many children do you have? I have two, one with him. Oh, okay. Wow, I see. And uh, who's the other one with? Um, my ex-husband. Uh-huh. Fascinating. And uh, how old you are the children? two ex-husbands? <laughs> well, she does one now. One ex and one soon-to-be ex. Uh-huh. It's actually not that funny, but that's just kind of the way things go sometimes. And when, when did you get married uh, first? 
Um, I was 21. 21, and that one lasted until 23? Exactly one year. <laughs> oh, one year? Yeah. All right. Then quickly went out and got another one. Yes. How quickly? Um, we married in June of 94. So there was a little bit of time. Two years. Uh-huh. And uh, now this, now when did you find out this guy was cheating? Well, I had, he left me a couple of months ago, and I... The reasons that he was giving me for leaving didn't make any sense. He was, he was cheating married. then. Yeah, he, was huh? cheating. he was cheating then. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I think he was. How, how, why did your first husband leave you? I, I left him. Why did you leave him? Well, he had problems with pot, and um, I wanted a different kind of life that didn't include drug usage. And this present husband, does he, does he use a lot of alcohol? Well, that's what I'm also worried about is that this woman, okay, she... No, not him. Does he use a lot of alcohol? He can't, he he will if he's in the company of the wrong people. Is your dad an alcoholic? Is his dad? Your dad. Is my dad. Um, no, I don't believe so. Mom? No. How about Drew's dad? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I'm guessing lush. <laughs> Drew displays all the uh, symptoms. <laughs> uh, and my dad could benefit from a uh, shot of Jaeger beer every once in a while, but he won't <laughs> touch his stuff. All right, here's... Uh, Here's the situation, okay. uh, Janie. You, uh, your husband left you, right. and you're, uh, you're worried about this uh, bitch that's giving him diseases, and you say uh, he will drink if he uh, gets in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. And How old drinks? is this guy? He's 25, and I know that she drinks. I know she works in a bar. Sure, she's a hussy. She, um, she drinks a lot, and she smokes pot. And he's in the military, and I know that if he gets mixed up with her, He's going to be going downhill real quick. Uh, right. But I'm guessing he's not, the, you know, a, a chief of uh, the NATO forces no. as it is. No, not quite. Unless he's scrubbing a toilet with a toothbrush is not, what he's not doing. Not quite either. Uh, he's kind of in the middle. But um, I'm kind of worried about the sex thing because he tends to not be very responsible about sex. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. You really married a winner. But <laughs> he, here's, here's the situation, Janie. Okay. You seem to be... Putting a lot of energy into uh, this other woman and your husband. Mm -hmm. When you really should just be angry at your husband and be a little angry at yourself for uh, getting involved uh, so quickly with a guy who uh, clearly wasn't up to the challenge. Well, I thought he was for a really long Stop. time. Stop. Well, you hear what Adam said? Yes. What did he, he say? He said that I should be angry at him and angry at me. Yeah. But I'm not really angry. Well, I am in a little bit. But I'm more concerned. I, but, I really but that, don't that, care about her. Right. That's the point. That you'd, you'd rather remain in this posture of rescuing him and saving him and fixing him. So I should just let him swing and catch diseases and, and let him live his life that way? You're not going to be able to do anything to stop him if you guys are broken up. As a friend, even? Yeah, that's never going to work because there's way too much sewage under the bridge. You're never going to be able to come to him and say, uh, listen, I'm concerned about uh, you and your new sex partner. You can't fix other people. Okay. Jane. You okay. cannot fix them. You, you've now taken on two projects that have been failures. Okay. And the second part of that is um, about a month after this happened, he found out that I had a date, and he begged me to break my date. And he came home for the weekend, and I thought things might be different, and right. things happened. Like what? Well, we were together. Sexually. Uh, yes. And mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not, for sure, he was with her before that time. I'm going with yes. Yes. I think he probably was. And I don't know if I should just go, you know, I've already, I've already made an appointment with my doctor to go get checked for everything. Good. But 
do should I even bother asking him if this took place? Will he be honest with me? No. No. Just be, is that like an inherent man quality, or is it just a... No, it's the quality of guy you've chosen. The kind of guys you find, yeah. So as far as you're concerned, it is an inherent man quality. <laughs> it's like if the only bear you come across attacks you, uh, then it's an inherent bear quality, and you might as well just look at bears that way. Or at least okay. bears that you come across. Okay. All right, so Janie, here's your plan. Let me give you the long-term plan. Okay. Uh, forget about this guy. He's okay. immature. He's young. He's an alcoholic. He's a cheater. Mm-hmm. All right. You do not need to be getting back together with him. Are but, cheaters, but like, that, always just cheaters? No, no. Uh, yes. 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 yes uh, not, without, not without a great deal of work on their own. Right. If he gets into treatment for his, his alcoholism, if he really does months and months and months of diligent work because he feels he has to to survive, uh-huh. he could change. And let me tell you, but he won't do it because of anything. I don't think I would take him back. After that's all. right. Yeah. You, you should. You, you, you can always take the position that yes, if you are really doing something to help yourself, I will be part of your life again. But I'd have to see months and months of a track record of diligent work right. before I'd have back. Otherwise, I don't want to participate. Right. In this. And this guy's rehab uh, consists of uh, bar hopping and oral sex in parking lots after their hours. All right, so Janie, forget about this guy. He's an adult. He's going to do what he's going to do sexually. You worry about yourself. You worry about your children, and uh, don't get hooked up. Time out for Janie. Time out. There you go. Justin, 30. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Holmes. Hey, um, I got a couple quick questions. Yeah. Um, Drew, uh, oh, man, I'm, like, nervous, so kind of, like, bear with me a little bit. That's all right. Um, I have this problem when I urinate. Um, if my penis is erect, um, sometimes it when I go to go pee, it starts off slow, like it's like it's not. That's that's not normal. Going. Don't don't try going when you're having an erection. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Sometimes the, the I mean, fact that you have uh, have to urinate uh, sort of sustains right. the erection. Yeah, all right. You have to pee in the tub. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna make it in the toilet. Tell you that right now. You know, the potpourri will be floating right out of the dish uh, when you're done with it. Yeah, that's true. You do what I do. You pee in the tub. Okay. Um, and Adam, <laughs> what uh, episode of Animaniacs did you write for? Uh, I wrote uh, two Animaniacs uh, episodes. Uh, one of them was based on a uh, monologue that I did at the uh, Acme Comedy Theater way back when. Oh, that, that narrows it down. Well, it was a uh, baseball coach. And uh, actually, it was a funny monologue. I wish I could remember it, but it went uh, something like this. No, I, I have no, no idea how it went. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Why not? I was a performer. Oh, no, no. Certainly, I have a uh, have the people's ear uh, tonight. Uh, One, I should do this one of these days. Uh, this was a monologue uh, that I wrote, and uh, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the term monologue, it is basically... Uh, like you're doing a five-minute stand-up routine, uh, but you're doing it in a theater instead of a nightclub, and you're playing a character instead of uh, yourself. And, Drew, you know, I've never told you this bit, but it was, uh, it was funny. The situation was is, uh, I was a Little League coach who was uh, dealing with a bunch of uh, seven- and eight-year-olds. And I gave them the whole uh, deal on the signs. It was a championship game. I was talking to them in the dugout. And I say, you know, I go to the belt, it means bunt. I go to the hat, it means take. Uh, Two swipes on the arm is steal. Uh, This is the wipe-off sign, and here's the indicator when I scratch the chin. And then I got up there, and uh, there was uh, the imaginary Tommy at the plate, and I started in with the chatter. All right, Tommy, big stick up there. Big stick now. 
Uh, how about a froze rope? How about a Texas leaguer? How about a bingo? What about a bingo? How about a bingo? What about a bingo? How about a bingo? What about a bingo? All right, Tommy, take a look now. I've got a sign coming on. And um, Tommy never looked. And uh, I got more and more uh, irate, and uh, I got into that. Jeez, uh, I wish I could remember it. It was like uh, five years ago. But the rap was, uh, how about a bingo? It would keep going, uh, how about a frozen rope? How about a Texas leaguer? How about you uh, You set the plate, Tommy? We'll do the dishes. How about a bingo? What about a bingo? How about a bingo? What about a bingo? And I just go into this whole rap, and uh, they turned it into an Animaniacs uh, thing that I wrote, and uh, I don't think they ever made it. <laughs> Did they ever make any of your Animaniacs now? Uh, I wrote two uh, scripts, and uh, to my best of my knowledge, uh, they were never made. Uh, although I have no way of confirming that. I got paid. They uh, they came to me, asked me to write them, uh, uh, paid me a decent piece of change, like 2500 bucks or something. I wrote them, and uh, that was it. Then I, the IRS I'm, put a lien on them. Yeah. I'm monitoring the Animaniacs now, you know. Oh, I do? Oh, yeah. Kids watch them every week. Oh, well, I know all those guys, so if you have, I don't know, want a mug or something. Oh. All right. Uh, where are we, Drew? Yeah. Let's let's take a quick call. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like when he points. Uh, Whites. Hey. You. Hey, you're 26. Right. What's your name? Whites. All right, Whites. Hey, I live with a friend of mine and a, a girl who is a few years few years younger than us, and uh, she says she's a friend of ours from high school. We've known each other for a right. while, and she says that. Men go through this PMS phase every three to five months. It's yeah. Like a so when their wife goes through it. Right. Yes. It's the same thing. Well, we're all unmarried. We're just out of college, and I don't know. I've never heard of this. She, she said she, no. dated a, she dated a couple guys that... No. No. It's recalculous. It, it's basically nothing. Men I mean, have it, no cycle. Men do not have the, anything that even closely resembles the kind of substantial biological cycles that go along with the menstrual cycle, that there are lots of rhythms, biological rhythms that go on, and some of them can affect mood and make you irritable and whatnot, but for the most part, there's nothing reproducible. I'll like tell you how you cycle. can chart a man's rhythm. and It, it is based on um, sporting events and playoffs. Like, for instance, uh, the Bulls uh, won uh, last week. A lot of guys are irritable now. Big drop-off. Oh, now, yeah. people are, guys are irritable. There's nothing else to watch right now, and here's the real downtime. It's a long, hot summer before football season kicks off. I swear to you, uh, uh, football is, is, is uh, my game. That's the, that's the sport I watch. When the Super Bowl ends uh, each On year. On short days then, too. Yeah. When the, foot, when, when, when the Super Bowl is over, I feel such, uh, such pain. You know what? I've, I've known you for two through two Super Bowls, and you mentioned it both years. I really yeah, feel let feel, down. So, yeah. Right. So uh, if, you could, if you could chart a cycle for men, I bet you could, you could put it to their favorite sports team or event, and there is where your cycle lies. And uh, for Drew, it's Mexican soaps. All of my most hey, this is Mike Piazza of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carroll. Oh, the genius of radio. All right, uh, Drew and I are just having a little conversation. And uh, we will be back with more Loveline in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. All 
right. It is Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Toad the wet sprocket coming up later this week. And uh, I will be looking forward to that because I'm a fan of their music, as well as uh, Tom Arnold, who will be in here uh, on Thursday. So those are the uh, guests we have to look forward to this week. And uh, next week, the uh, controversial Alexandra Paul will be in here. Look forward to uh, locking antlers with uh, Alexandra next week. Also, uh, Jacinda Barrett will be in here. Why is Jacinda coming in here? Because she has a movie coming out. Oh, she does. And she's a huge fan of the show. Oh, she is. She yeah. is a nice, she's woman. a sweet, she's a wonderful girl. Yeah. Jacinda is from uh, uh, the real uh, ordinary folks. Uh, <laughs> what the hell show is that? Road, she has road one of the real top people. Most real, beautiful uh, people in people magazine. Real road uh, rules. <laughs> what? What? Uh, she's real from world. Real World, which uh, is uh, is heroin for uh, TV junkies. Yeah. I swear to heaven God, when they have those real-world uh, marathons on the weekend, uh, that's it. Uh, get the uh, Gatorade drip going. Uh, put the Cheetos in my ass. I'm not leaving the sofa. Hey, Road Rules does that. Am I right? I think Road Rules does that to me Everything a little bit, too. Everything put the Cheetos in the ass. <laughs> you know that? All right. I'll put them in there. Huh? The Road Rules does that to me a little bit, too. No. I, I, yeah, it does uh, that no. Me. It does that to me a little I've bit. I've never seen one episode but you of But watch Road one. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I like road rules is fine, but the real world is just, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it's addicting. And you can't, you can't turn it off. No. Uh, but the point is, is that Jacinda was uh, on the real world in uh, uh, Bangladesh. <laughs> uh, where, was, uh, where was the episode? Where, San Francisco. San Francisco. No. Was it San? No. She was New York. Well, she was London. She London. Was London. Yeah. That's right. Uh, she's uh, now um, girlfriend of uh, Chris Hardwick, who uh, fills in for me on occasion, and you uh, also know from Singled Out, and is now uh, has, launching a movie career. Am I right, Anne? That's right. What movie is that? I'm not sure, but she's going to tell us all about it when ah, she comes up here. Okay. And made the uh, 50 Most Beautiful uh, people? people. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now you didn't see it? Suddenly he's attracted to her. You should have oh. seen the picture. She's, she's very pretty. Really? Girl. Yeah. I'll tell you, if I was uh, Hardwick, I'd be on the phone immediately. Whenever you can nail one of the 50 most beautiful uh, people, you're, uh, you know you're, you've arrived. Uh, Chris, if you're out there, please call. <laughs> He's going to too Yeah, I know. <laughs> there he is. There he is. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, it is a feather in the camp of any man. I'd like to crack uh, the, uh, the top million, personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew. <laughs> How do they work that most beautiful? I've seen Jacinda. She's a good-looking uh, girl, but uh, I, you know, how do they how do they narrow it down? I mean, how do they how do they do that in the top fifty? Please, those those uh, publicists, which you think are so oh, uh, worthless. Oh yes, there's a lot of lobbying going on. Yes, there must be. All right, does somebody throw my name in a hat next time uh, that happens? I would like to be one of the uh, most beautiful men in the world. <laughs> 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 Listen, with guys, personality plays a big part. Yeah, so, yeah. Keith, 29. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, I got a question here. Yeah. I've been going out this girl for about 10 years. Just broke up the other day, and I'm wondering about seeing my children. What, what, how long ago was the other day? Two days ago. Oh, were you married? No, we were, but we were divorced. How long have you been divorced? Since 92. And you still been living together? Yeah, off and on. No, mm -hmm. this is a healthy relationship. Yeah. And and f this is your first breakup? No, often no. on. Many breakups. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what, why is this one so panicking to you? Someone's got another boyfriend. Well, because she just told me about, she told me Saturday, three weeks ago, that she met another guy. Oh, huh? Adam, yeah. Adam, you get, I'm giving you a dollar. Are you giving me a dollar? Oh. See, I have no pride. Uh, would you like to give me two dollars? No. Oh, okay. I'll take that dollar. 
That's crack money. All right, so Keith, uh, this is why this ain't happening. I mean, you're not getting back with her. Thank you, Drew. That was good. Oh, I know that. All right, are you okay with that? Yeah. Now, do you, in your divorce uh, settlement, do you have visitation rights? Well, I have the visitation. Uh, we have four kids. I got the visitation. I got the visitation rights on two. Uh, oh, oh, why on two? A, oh, please! You told me you've had two since the divorce. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, can I have another dollar? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keith, yeah, what a mess! Big time. Holy crap! And All right. What I did was I called over there to find out when I can come get them. And her mother won't let me talk to her. She tells me never to call there. Well, look, you have you have legal oh, rights. Is she, to the she two living anyway. with her mom? Then? Yeah. No. Nah. Oh, I bet mom's a treat too. Oh boy, she's got to be a gem. Her mom's got Irish and Polish. All right, very dangerous. Um, very. No, oh, drunk and clumsy. Uh, it's a very dangerous combination, the Irish and the Polish. I could just see her. She's wearing like a shower cap and uh, those uh, velour slippers, and she uh, handles a, a rolling pin like uh, Bruce Lee with nunchucks. Nah, she don't cook, though. Oh, I meant for beating, you moron. <laughs> Please. Cooking. Women don't use rolling pins to cook. They even beat their uh, no-count husbands. She's very temperamental about everything. All right, Keith. I mean, you have a right to the two children anyway. Right. I mean, you've got to enforce that. All right, Keith. No more kids. Uh, I mean, the real thing here is got to come to grips with the fact that this relationship is ending and the deal now with focusing on your children without your ex-wife involved in the relationship with the children. And you have a extraordinary responsibility of four kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's going to happen with these kids? Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. And then they'll take care of me. Uh, first, I will take care of them uh, via the taxes. And then uh, when they get about 17, 18 and get a hold of their first zip gun, uh, they'll come around and repay me for all the years I took care of them uh, with the taxes uh, by putting a bullet in my uh, sternum. That is how uh, we will take that, care of each other. That's the American system. There yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah the, the, here's the American system. Uh, the people that you take care of uh, the most uh, via uh, welfare, uh, child support, and all this have the highest likelihood of gunning you down. That is the American system. The, the folks that uh, parents uh, provide very nicely for them and take care of them, uh, not quite as high an incident of them gunning you down. It but is then, the folks but you look, subsidize. Look upon it positively. Then, then when they uh, get arrested for shooting at you, then your, your support goes up. That's Then true. they're more expensive. Because then, then they... they're in prison. That's right. This is the American system. Eve, 15. Oh, and that's why uh, these keys of the world are the, uh, they are criminals. I'm sorry, Keith. I consider you a criminal because here's the deal. Hold on, Eve. Y your kids, your children, they're the same as anything else you own. They are like a dog. If, you're, if you let your dog run loose and your dog chases people down the street and bites at them and runs uh, people with uh, mopeds into uh, hedges and kills them, uh, I look at you as the problem. I don't, I don't look at the dog as a problem. I look at you as the problem. And if you have four of those dogs, uh, then I look at you as a criminal and a bigger problem. Same with the kids. I mean, really what Keith should have to do is basically drop out of life and social scene and uh, focus on his kids and supporting them. That should be his life now. He should never be allowed to have sex again. But, I mean, he should be really just <laughs> Only oral focused sex. on these kids. We need comfort women to give uh, Keith uh, um, um, just uh, massive amounts of oral pleasure so that he'll never uh, fornicate again. That is my plan. 
If I'm governor, oh, boy, are things going to change. Eve. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey, you're 15. Yeah. We're a little uh, disillusioned with the system, but other than that, we're, we're fine. <laughs> okay, I've got like, this problem going on. Oh, yeah. Hold on okay. a second. Uh, Drew, you up off the floor? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I like for, I had sex for my like for my first time about a month and a half ago, and then like since that time I've done it like once you know like after that. But, so I've only had sex twice, but I've given like seven blowjobs, and it's like been to guys that I was kind of friends with. Hold on, is this Snow White? No. All right, it's a little, a little Disney humor with the seven blowjobs. <laughs> Drew, you you down with that? Yeah. You had you had to explain it to me, but yeah, I am now. Okay. okay. And right. it was guys that I was, like, kind of friends with, you know, that I just, like, knew. And, you know, guys that I, like, smoked weed with once in a while. Mm. Right. And stuff like that. And, I mean, I'm not, like, really looking for a relationship with any of these guys. The carb is next to my nuts, baby. But, but like, at the same time, I kind of, like, feel, like, compelled, like, to do it just because, like, they give me weed for free and everything. Oh, okay. Like, so they're really nice and stuff. Oh, you want to gamble? You want to gamble? yeah, yeah. Well, I can't lose any more money tonight, though. It's just this. I'll 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 give you your dollar back uh, to gamble with. To gamble with. All right. All right, hold on, Eve. Okay. Hold on, we're gonna gamble. Whew. All right. So uh, um, Eve's predicament, even though well, she's 15, she's uh, only had sex a couple of times, but she feels compelled because the guy gives him a, a you know a roach uh, to blow him. Where were these people when I was in high school? My goodness, I couldn't get a uh, hand job with a kilo. Oh, I'm putting them both down. All yeah, right. right. All right. What's going on with Eve? You start. Why does Eve feel compelled? Uh, I mean, you heard her say it. She said, it's not something I'm really into, or I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, the guy gave me a hit of pot, and so I felt, uh, well, surely I should have oral sex with him. Uh, otherwise, they're, they're so uh, nice to me. Yeah, you know, what's in it for uh, for him? All right, so there's some form of abuse, um, uh, being deprived of something. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, dad out of the scene uh, early. Um, mom uh, didn't provide uh, much at all. Oof. That's yes. what I, that was my yes. thing. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, I gotta get more specific. Uh, lots of siblings. Ooh. Um, yeah. Dad was uh, out of control, uh, sort of angry, abusive sort who did eventually just vanish. Uh, mom just couldn't couldn't keep it together. My mom was sort of uh, just trying to hold, keep everybody fed. Right. Okay. Eve. Okay. Well. Okay. I have both my parents. They've been married for like. 17 years or something oh. like that and like we've always been pretty close and i have four younger brothers and sisters and, yeah. I've, and i've always been oh. pretty right to my oh, mom bitch but like with my dad you know it always seems you know i just no. my dad doesn't really drink were the notes for yourself or other people um like for other people it was just like i was just like writing them just to, like tell people that you know that i couldn't handle it anymore and i would have like these huge awful fights with my dad right. to like go into my room and like throw things and like cry and stuff all right, and but like neither of my parents like really seem to understand me now. Right. Okay. Uh, you're all right. Um, you have four uh, other brothers and sisters. Yeah, they're all younger than me. <sighs> what do you folks do? Do they make money? Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh. My dad's like has his own business, but we'd been living overseas until I was 
until like four days after I turned 15. I was born over there. Oh, okay. Like we moved here, my dad started his own company. All right, that choke on that two dollars I made. We can come out there for the next. It's a wake two dollars once in the last six months. I make two dollars and bam, it's right back into Drew's uh, grubby little mitts. All right, Eve, listen, stop acting out. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, uh, first off, uh, quit smoking pot. You're too young. Uh, secondly, if you're going to smoke pot, you smoke it with your friends, not with uh, pimps who need something in return. Okay. Do you understand you know what I'm that? Saying? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to give them something or feel guilty that they're being nice to you. Eve, you are precious cargo. Do you understand? Yeah. Your mouth is worth much more than a hit off a bong. Understand? You're special. Uh-huh. You're, you're Eve. <laughs> uh, together we make an incredible team. You do not need to do this. You're, you're more important than that. It, do you understand? I, I'm sure it feels good to be connected with somebody and to have them you know, like you and, and be nice to you. But th- there are more gratifying ways to achieve that same connection and feeling good without ultimately feeling bad and degraded. All right. Uh, Sarah, 23. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask Dr. Drew that, um, about Depo Provera. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been uh, having the injections for a while now, and I, my period completely stopped. I haven't had a period for over a year. And are you still taking the shots? What? You're still taking the shots? I had the la- yeah, yeah. The last time I had it was three months ago. You do it every three months. Right. But I was just concerned that I've heard some reports and stuff that at times, uh, well, some people say that it, it, it stops your fertility completely. And I was just wondering, I mean, is that, I know it's normal for women to, to stop menstruating, but it's been over a year. And I, I'm just... You mean, could you have some per- permanent impact on your fertility? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. And and when I stop, um, how long will it take for um, for everything to for to come back? Most people will restore within three months, but I've seen it go up to six months, and yeah. they and they can start cycling you again. Well, obviously, it's not going to start up faster than the period, uh, the intervals in which you well, get could. the shots. I mean, it could. Wait a minute. If you get the shots every three months, how could it start oh, up oh, faster than saying. three months? Yes, correct, of course. And I'm sure they usually uh, play it safe and go about half. I mean, three months in medical terms, if they're playing it safe, is probably good for six months. It's not three months in a day. Right. You know what I'm but saying? It's pretty close to three months. But so. it's like the whole AIDS thing. Uh, right. like six months is really more like three months, yeah, I mean, but uh, they well, say well, six months. Yeah, but think about the, the oral contraceptive pill. I mean, if you, you take it 28 days, you miss the next cycle, you're done. You could ovulate. Mm, that's true. All right, true. Touche. Leslie, 19. Hi. Um, I have a problem. Um, a friend of mine recently told me that um, she had met some guy over the internet and whatever, and I and I didn't really take her seriously. And then a couple weeks later, she told me that she met him in person for the very first time. He came all the way, you know, here to see her and everything. He was on the East Coast, and we live in the Midwest. And um, he asked her to marry him, and he she has like a rock on her finger, and it's a bad situation. And the the thing is, is I'm the only one that was kind of supportive, like not her family is completely against it obviously and so is all of her friends and the problem is i don't know how to like tell her that i think it's a bad idea without her you know thinking well no one supports me i'm gonna just run off and marry this guy and you know because i want her to sit down and really think about what she's doing before right. she makes a decision like well that. let's uh let's talk to her um i don't know where she's at what do you mean you don't know where she's at she's your friend know. she's at home 
course he's at home. Where are you? Um, I'm, um... At home. No, I'm not, actually. I'm at school. Huh? I'm at school. Well, you're where you live, right? You're not in the cafeteria. No. All right, that's yeah. home. That's home enough. Yeah. All right, let's call her. Uh, I don't think that would be a good idea. No, this is a chance. This is what. This is the way. Uh, you're a person who uh, takes uh, by uh, the bull by the horns, life by the reins. I, I you're really the captain of your own ship, are you not, Leslie? <laughs> yeah, but I really don't think. All it's right, a good Skipper. Idea. Uh, I, first I mate uh, Drew and uh, Gilligan over here would like to uh, help you. I'm sorry. I don't think it's a good I'm idea. The professor, All right. right. Yeah, Drew's the professor. All right. Uh, well, listen. Unless we talk to her, we have no advice. Okay. Except, except to be flat out honest with her, and okay. obviously you have trouble doing that. I mean, even with our facilitating it, you're you're not willing. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you you have trouble being honest and asserting your 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 feelings, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're only hurting her. Okay. By not being honest. Okay. All right, just be honest. You, listen, uh, check your heart, Leslie. You have nothing in there to be ashamed of, do you? No. You have no ulterior motive. And if you want right, then talk. Yeah, if you want to remain supportive, still be supportive. You can you you can not. Uh, think something's a good idea and still remain supportive of somebody's decision. You know, I was thinking about this Internet, and I think I know why it appeals to so many young people. Mm. Because when you're young, you really want to go out and meet people. Right. And when you get older, you want people to uh, leave, leave you, you the F alone. I don't know what that is, but there's a, you don't want people anywhere near you when you're older. Don't park the car in front of the driveway. You know, I got a neighbor. This old SOB is out there yelling up the hill. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, this is another neighbor. I, I, I got this. Uh, drop down, uh, just like uh, in, in the uh, Wizard of Oz. Uh, <laughs> boom. My house landed right in the middle of two nutballs. And then Margaret guy, Cho's on the other side. Oh, right, we're going to get Margaret, Tro- Margaret Cho uh, tomorrow night, too. Uh, I, got, I got stuff to talk about there, but... Uh, it, this uh, this guy's down the street. Don't you move the car? My wife can't get to the garage. He's just bellowing uh, up the hill. And uh, one of the guys working on the house that told him, like, uh, screw you, you geezer. <laughs> it's the guys I got working for me. Now he's all PO'd. But the older you get, the more you want people to leave you alone. Leave me alone. And when you're younger, uh, you want to connect with everybody. And I think that's why uh, you don't see guys in their 60s uh, on the Internet uh, trying to hook up with folks from out of town. Your biggest nightmare is when someone from out of town comes to hang out. Am I right, Drew? Yeah. Great. You're right. It's interesting. Beautiful. All right. So uh, what have we learned? I'm always right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let, why don't you, well, let's let uh, the caller sell, uh, sell themselves here before we go into break. Aaron, you're 19. Oh, no. Why'd you have to do this to me? <laughs> I don't know. All right. You're right. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. Anna, 24. Hi. Um, I have a question about cocaine. All right. Okay. Uh, I was in a seven-year relationship. It just ended a few days ago. Um, my boyfriend had told me that he used cocaine. He was previously married. He's older than I am. Um, he used cocaine with his wife for sex. Then when we got intimate, none of that happened. Then like three years into the relationship, his nephew came to live with him who used cocaine. So then he got into it all over again. Um, mm-hmm. So first time it was his wife's fault, and then the second time it was his was nephew's, nephew's fault. fault. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it happened again recently. And, and what happened? I'm with this guy, did this? Hold on, I got a theory. Did this guy sleep on his back? I'm Water. sorry? 
Does he sleep on his back, this guy? Yes. Yeah, he does. All right. Uh, hold on. we got to go to break, Anna. Okay. We'll get to this. I know what happened. This guy would he would doze off on the sofa on his back. And they just pour the, cocaine up his nose. A nephew would grab yeah. a funnel, funnel yeah. and break open a sack of coke and just dump it uh, into his nose. That wife did the same thing. Wife did the same thing for sex. Now, before he knew it, he woke up. But again, there he was, all beaked up. That's why he woke up, Drew. Do you see what I know? Meanwhile, as the faceless evil... Hi, everybody. It's Kathy Lee Gifford. And this week on Kathy Lee and Company, two of the funniest people literally on the planet. First, it's the sharp-witted Dennis Miller. And then a man whose comic art form specializes in creating some of the most uncomfortably compelling characters we've ever seen, including his latest Netflix hero, Derek, whom I just love. And I'm crazy about the one and only Ricky Gervais at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Just for you. Yes. I found out another uh, English word uh, that the Brits like to screw us up with. We're talking about the uh, how the Brits will uh, take an E-R and put an A at the end of it, like they'll call uh, water, water. And uh, they will then, when they have the A to use, they will abandon the A and put the E-R in. Like, they love to say uh, area. <laughs> area rug. Yes. And uh, Santa Monica. <laughs> and I will think of, uh, there's one other good one that uh, someone alerted me to uh, today, and uh, it escapes me. But I'll see if I can come with it, uh, up with it before the show is uh, out. Huh? Where are we? Oh, that's right. Uh, Anna, 24. Right. All right, so uh, this boyfriend of yours, or uh, was he ex-husband? No, boyfriend. How old is he? I'm sorry? How old is he? Uh, he's 37. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll mm-hmm. be 25 this year. How old is his nephew? Uh, his nephew, um, he's in between both of us. I don't even remember. He's, he moved out of the country a few years ago, um, about four Columbia. years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's gone. All right, so first uh, it was the ex-wife that got him going on the coke, and then uh, more recently the nephew. Right, and then more, then the nephew came, and um, the whole thing started. I never had been confronted with anything like this before in my life. This was the first time I had seen it. Um, he fell, almost died, and he was illuminated, right? He was what? Um, he illuminated. He didn't want to do it anymore. So I wanted to help him. We went to some rehab classes. And uh, he was clean for four years afterwards. So I thought things were fine. I'm sure he wasn't clean. Was he drinking still? I don't know. Yeah. He, I'm assuming not. You don't, you don't go to a few rehab classes after cocaine addiction and stop doing drugs. Right. You have to work daily for many months, many, many, many months to do anything with this kind of habit. Okay. That, that was kind of my worry. My concern was that then... For four years, has he just been playing my strings and pretending that things were fine? Now, why did you go to classes with him? It's his well, no, disease. I didn't, I didn't attend them, but uh, I took him. Or I. Now, why didn't you go to Al-Anon or Co-Anon? I because that's did, that's I, your responsibility in this disorder. Uh, I didn't know. Co-Anon that. is for uh, Jewish um, <laughs> <laughs> survivors of uh, substance abuse. No. <laughs> what was going Cocaine on? Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> All right. I didn't know that I was supposed to do that. that, that it's, it's, although he's clearly the identified patient, uh, 
you've been involved with this guy, and so you've got some issues too. And uh, it's critically important that you involve yourself in some sort of codependency recovery. Right. That is the only impact you can have on his disease. All right. That's uh, it. How long? Nothing uh, wait a minute. How old were you when he got hooked up with this guy? I was seventeen. Uh huh. You were seventeen, and he was twenty-eight. Thirty. Yeah. Twenty-eight. All right. Uh, very. Uh, Great, right. you're, you're a senior in high school, right? Oh, and uh, he's getting fired from his fifth job and uh, getting divorced for the second time. No, for his the first. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Then. Uh, he has two children, and oh, no, Anna, 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 Anna. No, uh, they're great. They're great kids. Anna, I'm sure they are. They're older than you. Uh, do they no, ever discipline you? No, they're younger than me. Oh, okay. Uh, Fifteen and eleven. All right, Anna. Uh, have you got? Uh, what do you want? Nice. Get rid of this guy. Well, he, I did. Oh, good. But uh, my problem now is why am I rationalizing uh, the fact that I, I still want to be there? Because uh, because it's more comfortable for you to be fixing somebody with an addiction than to be stuck by yourself dealing with your own feelings. Uh, it's, you will find another addict if you don't do something to change yourself. Right. That's what you're going to do. I don't know if your dad was an alcoholic or whatever. Why right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's... that's, that's I haven't drew a dollar for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your concept of a relationship with a male, and you're acting that out still. Well, you go for what you know. No, you, uh, but please, yes. Uh, let's put it a different way. Your, your parents rear you to suit their needs. Their emotional needs necessarily get imprinted upon you in such a way that they're comfortable. Thank God, my parents had no emotional needs. <laughs> and no, that, that that was there was some acting out there too, by the way. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. I don't think they had emotional needs. They just liked the you know their emotional need was uh, hey leave me alone. But that's you know that when a child has more genuine needs that they don't meet, that's uh, pretty serious. Right, but they didn't have any. Yeah, but they did, they couldn't deliver. <laughs> they couldn't deliver you for your needs. No, they uh, my parents uh, delivered like the uh, uh, Mexican post office. Uh, that's how they delivered. Right. Uh, you're but, just but lucky if something showed up uh, two weeks late. But let's get back with Anna. Anna's got to get into some codependency recovery. There's right. multiple different kinds of meetings you can go out to out there. But get a sponsor, work the steps, and then you will hopefully get into uh, some of the issues that pertain to how you conduct yourself in relationships. And if not, then it's time for some individual therapy. All right, uh, Aaron, nineteen. Yes. Um Hey, hold on a second, Aaron. Okay. Do you think they advertise in, in Mexico about, uh, you know, like uh, here in America, you're constantly bombarded with these post office commercials, the, uh -huh. uh, you know, $5 overnight package, the two-day guaranteed package. Do you think they do it in uh, Mexico? They just bump it up. Uh, we guarantee uh, delivery within a month. <laughs> they have the uh, over-month no, no. over no. uh, package and the two-month uh, speed plan. No, uh, they just have we guarantee delivery. Uh, it's possible. Uh, bring some shakedown money when you come to pick up your your uh, package, or you won't get it. All right, Aaron, uh, you're 19. Oh, I can't believe I'm calling you guys. I've always listened to you, but I've never I never said I'd ever call you. <laughs> Good. I've sworn not to call a show myself, and uh, so far I've held true to that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let me see. My I have a problem with my mom. Um. Ever since I've I've moved to Portland, I moved from Key West, Florida, to go to art school here. And she's all concerned because I'm smoking and I'm having sex and I'm supposedly doing drugs. And um, now I'm going home in about a week and I haven't been home in a year. And she's disowning me. She doesn't want to see me when I go there because of um, what she thinks. And I've talked to her on the phone and she's always crying. She calls me crying up. And, um, and she's, she's concerned. And I told her I smoked because she asked and she started crying. Yeah. 
And I guess she knows I'm doing sex just because she figures, and I don't know if she listened into a phone call. Uh, uh, your mom, your mom's Jewish, right? No, she's very, very Catholic. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it's uh, it's like uh, being Jewish with straight hair. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I know the Catholics. Uh, here's what she does: uh, she calls and uh, and works that. I know you're having sex. I've heard your uh, your friends have reported, and then you just admit to it, right? Yeah. A lot of parents do this. <laughs> they'll do that thing. I, it is it, it is uh, it is entrapment where they'll go. Um, I found a roach in your jeans when I was doing <laughs> your laundry, and you go, "Holy Christ! Who put the, who? I didn't." Oh, and then you start you yell like one guy's name, like Brad, that son of a bitch, and then they they busted you, even if they never found uh, the roach. They just throw that out every once in a while. Yeah. Like I'm gonna bust. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. Every time I pass my son's room, I'm gonna yell, "Quit whacking off." <laughs> I don't care if he's two and a half. I'm going to yell, quit whacking off in my entire life every night just to throw his schedule way off. I mean, he'll he'll never do it in the house. I suggest you start that at your house, Drew. you got two sons. Yeah. Start with the quit whacking off. Right now? Well, like back in put November. Put it on a loop and put on a tape recorder. Back in November, I was hanging out with someone, and I shot heroin for two weeks. And I could just see my whole life going down the tube, so I quit it. But I was in such a bad state then um, when she knew something was going on, and I just confessed over the phone because I needed money to pay rent and all. And ever since then now, you know, she's just all over me. And, like, now she's so upset with me until I, I take an AIDS, you know, get checked all for right, AIDS. All right, Aaron, Aaron, let me straighten you out. Yes. You're 19. Yeah. You were raised in a fairly uptight environment. Very. And now you're breaking away in this whole artisan business. Uh-huh. You're getting uh, multiple piercings. I, yes, that's true. You I think, got my nipples y- done yeah, every time. Okay. All right. You are... Uh, <laughs> but I'm really normal. I very am. <laughs> you are uh, acting out worse than uh, Scott Bale. <laughs> or is that just bad acting? The point is this. You are doing uh, exactly... You think about everything your mom would hate you to do and then go out and do it. I don't do it on purpose. No BS. Of course you do. No, I don't. Of course Who you do. Who does it then? Who's doing it? I do it because I, I like it for myself. Yeah, but I the reason you the reason you like it for yourself, the reason it feel good is the big as Adam would say. Let me alert all the well, I big wish my F, mom would just accept it. Big F you to the parents. Right. Let me alert all you boneheads who are doing things because you think you like it for yourself. Here's the joke. Don't you are doing it. Yes, you are a bone-ass head. <laughs> Listen to me, Aaron. You people, you uh, trendy folks, you are bigger slaves than those who don't touch anything because you are driven by your parents. Do you understand that? You are driven. It is reverse-driven, but you are driven and compelled to do this in a much stronger way than those who aren't compelled to touch themselves. Uh-huh. You think you are doing your own thing. The joke is on you. Uh-huh. You are just acting out. You're acting uh, out on yourself out in a second. before before somebody else acts out on you. Oh. Right. So uh, all this independence and all this freewheeling uh, lifestyle is really much more confined than you would have ever imagined. Your mom caused you to do this. Even well, though how it do is I handle a, her now when I go home in a week? Well, oh, but she's paying for you to go to art school, right? No, everything's been scholarships on my own. Well, you need to, you need to get some help for yourself because you're you are uh, flirting with death. Uh, you're slamming heroin. No, I I haven't done that since October, and I will you, never go back to that. All right, but listen, Aaron, look, stop busting your mom's chops. You know and, what I'm and, saying. And worry about Aaron. 
because you, look, you're slamming heroin. Uh, she's not slamming it. She's not doing it at this moment, but she slams heroin. No, I haven't done that since October, and that was only for two weeks, and do, I would never go back to that. Do you slam heroin? No, I don't. You never slam heroin? No, I did. Ah, okay, time. you uh, slam heroin. Drew, listen, Drew, you're I'm not saying you're doing. Point. No, you're Wait, missing no, the point that she may already have something. God knows what. Uh, hepatitis C or HIV. I mean, who knows? She has put herself in in harm's way to the point that she could die. She is flirting with life-threatening behaviors. You need to, Aaron, do it for yourself what you need to do to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Forget about your mom. You're going to die acting out like this. It's it, it's a disaster. All right, and here's the deal, Aaron. All right, you had your little piece. Uh, this is going to have 10 seconds with Aaron. Aaron, uh... Whether you know it or not, and I think you do know it because you're not arguing with us too much, and you're uh, you're smart uh, beyond your years at 19. Uh, you know you're trying to chafe your mom's hide here. Stop the combativeness. I know you have issues with your mom, but the issues aren't uh, aren't going to be solved by you uh, oh. pissing her off even more. Just go in and talk to her. Tell her you no, have no, some no. issues. No, uh, no, all right, no, all right, no. sorry. Uh, please, throw. No. Okay, listen. Here's the deal. Uh, you're not going to resolve any of this through acting out. You understand, Aaron? Yes. And that's what's going on. So if do what you want to do in life, but really think about it and make sure it's what you want to do, not what would piss your mom off the most. And as far as your relationship with your mom, uh, realize uh, that she comes from a little different time and a little different generation, and she probably screwed you up a little bit when you were young. Mm-hmm. Try not to hate her for it. Everyone's parents uh, screw yes. with them. At least she was there. Yes. At least she provided yes, for you. Yes, yes. At least she had uh, the patience to, uh, or, or the uh, wherewithal or the concern to take a few minutes and tell you to do something. I know you perceive it as, as over-domineering, and uh, overstepping her boundaries, but it is the way she knows to show love. And and if you can't really hear what your real needs are, then that's when you need to get some help. I mean, okay. if it's all a reaction, then right. then get I'm, some help. I'm here. now uh, sweating through the back of all my right. shirt. All right. Yeah, film vault. Very special film vault this week, Brian. That's right. If you're not into film talk, you're in luck. Talking about Christmas lists for the film lover. Yeah, top five gifts for the film lover this week on the film vault. A gift guide, if you will. We give you a good 12, maybe 13 solid picks, ranging in price, too, from like $9.99 yeah. up to 600 bucks. That's right. For the film lover in your life. Whether that's you or that's someone you know, check it out. That's on the Film Vault this week. Podcast One. That's Owenie. Hi, this is Kelly from the Snake Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. Oh, that sweet little sneaker pimp. I like the sneaker pimps. We ever happen uh, find out what happened to um? He's alive. They, you should add that that Corolla to your list of uh, Corolla. And, uh, uh, right? Anybody else besides Mike? Can I know what I'm talking about? Yeah, let me hear it again. That's good radio. Corolla right. and Doctor Drew. All right, that's right. All right, all right. Corolla, like gorilla. All right, one more time. Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That goes on the list. All right, work that into the uh, Adam, uh, the mispronounced Adam Carella montage. (laughs) Mike, give me that uh, 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 kiss off kind of wave. Uh, He gave me that, uh, are you kidding? This morning, I don't need to overstate the obvious. No, no, I don't think that was it. Uh, Aaron, 16. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Okay, I got a question for you, Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Saturday night, me and my boyfriend wanted to experiment with anal sex for the first time. 
and he, um, I guess he like exploded inside. And ever since then, that I've been having like really bad lower back pain. And I don't know if that's because of that or whatever, but they're really it, I haven't gone to the doctor or anything. You haven't gone. Yeah. You have gone. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't gone. He exploded in my. He exploded in you. Yeah, I didn't want to say Maybe come in some, like some shrapnel or something. Mm. And I want to know if if he can get pregnant by that. Uh, strangely, I suppose you could, but that is hey, anytime there's a uh, sperm explosion, uh, there's a chance of pregnancy. I'm going out on a limb, but I think if I walked in a room and a uh, and stepped on a sperm mine and, and it went off, uh, I think even I could Possibly. get pregnant. Uh, but it's not likely. It's not. It's certainly not a an obvious route for pregnancy. Okay, uh, uh, through the anus. I mean, something would have to leak into other areas and things. Okay. You know uh, there, there, uh, it couldn't do it uh, internally. In yeah. other words, yeah, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no <laughs> communication there, or anything like that. But my concern is that you may have traumatized the internal organs in some fashion. I mean, you can really hurt yourself potentially. Yeah, it's been really sore, and when I go to the restroom, it's just is there any, so painful. Any bleeding? Yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah, you've got, you've got to see a doctor. It could be an infection, it could be a tear, it could be lots of things that can go on. Uh, you didn't have a condom going? We did during intercourse, but not for the anal. <laughs> and we used that's, uh, she's worried about pregnancy. That's like putting the, uh, wearing the seatbelt when I was in the driveway, but once I hit the open highway, I took it off. Yeah. yeah. And I heard about these butt beads that you could use beforehand to, like... Aaron, please... See a doctor. You you have traumatized yourself. You have hurt yourself. You've torn something. You may have an infection. It, a lot of things can happen. The back pain is where the colon refers its pain. So something has happened to your colon. What, you're, what you're bleeding. You need to see a doctor immediately. What? Do, you, do you understand me? Yeah. Are you, are you clear on this? Uh-huh. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow. Please. What did you hear about the butt beads? I heard about them at Condom Revolution. Mm-hmm. My friend was talking to me about it, and that's how I decided. Want to gamble? No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was doing so well at the beginning of the night, and I'm losing my pants now. All right, let's let it go. Aaron? Yeah? What, what kind of background do you come from? Like, what do you mean? Um, your folks. They're divorced. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're very sick um, Christians. Uh-huh. So they don't really know, and if they did, I'd be in big trouble. Uh, very similar to call to Aaron. See Another Aaron. That one was named Aaron, too, wasn't it? Uh, do you see what happens when you uh, put the clamp down on the kids? Uh, they spring back with the butt beads. Uh, all right, when I'm, uh, when I'm done with catechism, I'm going to put uh, Mom's jewelry box in my ass. Uh, this is what happens when you, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Uh, we have a young guest uh, in the room, and it's uh, Drew's niece. Yeah. Yes. She looks just... No, she looks nothing like Drew. And that's a good thing, sweet. She's Susan's brother's child. Okay. And she sounds nothing like Susan, so that's... <laughs> that's, uh, that's a winning combination. All right, Aaron, now go to a doctor. Uh, be careful. Okay. And watch out about these uh, young guys who explode, as you say. <laughs> Thanks. And listen. Yeah. Uh, you know the way... Uh, you, you know the uh, criterion for, the, for having sex. Would it be criteria or criterium? Criteria. All right, the criterium. Uh, if, you, uh, if you think you may be impregnated through uh, anal sex, uh, you're banned from having sex. If you think you may become impregnated uh, through um, uh, going in a jacuzzi after when your you know, older brother had himself in there last summer, uh, 
you should not be having sex, and if you uh, uh, if you pronounce a vagina virgina, uh, you're banned from sex. I'm telling you, it would be utopia if people would stick to this. All right, now uh, where were we, Drew? Nice, <laughs> Alan, twenty-two. Yeah, hi. Um, actually, I originally just called to say what's up to you guys and uh, tell you guys that you're doing a great job, but now I kind of have a pro- I have a problem with my ex, my uh-huh. girlfriend. We have a child together, and she's she refuses to let me see him, and I was just wondering, you know, if maybe you guys have some suggestions or anything. Get, get an attorney. Huh? Get an attorney. An attorney? Yeah. Well, it, see, the, the problem was is I live in San Diego, and she lives in Washington State, uh. and I came up here, and she already she already filed custody, and she's already, like, basically, I she filed custody, and I couldn't make it up here for the hearing. Uh, and so I was done. You know, is there anything I can do? Uh, again, I think you have to consult with an attorney, but I think you may have blown it. I really? Suspect. I, I don't know. I mean, I, we're, we're not legal experts. I am, but I don't care to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't waste any more of you guys' time then. Uh, I mean, I... I the really, I, I, this happens a lot, and, and, and parents need to understand that uh, kids uh, need uh, the love of mama and papa, and that so often, I believe, uh, mama, and uh, on occasion, papa, uses the kid as uh, a pawn. Oh, uh, 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 oh, this is something you want, you bastard? I have so much anger for you that I'm not going to give you anything you want. But, and I see that you want this child, and I'm treating it the same as the car right. or the golf club no or whatever it is. It's, it's like we have a culture, as a culture, have lost our understanding of what happens to children. Right. What we do to children, what parenting is about. Oh. It's unbelievable. Let's, uh, l- let me talk to your uh, niece for a second. Do we have a uh, microphone here? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like that's going to make it. Why don't you come around and uh, hang out with uh, uh, Uncle Drew over there? Uh, because here's a... Uh, 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 state your name for the uh, for the record. Would Bonnie. You Bonnie. And uh, you're 13. Yeah. And uh, the parents still together? No. No. And how, how, when did they, when did they uh, get divorced? Uh, I think when I was 10. Uh-huh. And are you okay with that or you kind of wish they were together? I'm pretty okay with that. You are, because they didn't get along so well when they were together? Yeah. And now, do you, do you get to see both the parents? Yeah. And uh, you ever go to Drew's house and uh, uh, get naked and run around with the rest of the kids? Because I know that's a big pastime over there. No. No, you're a little, a little too old for that. What are you, 7th uh, gr- grade? I'm just done with 7th grade. Ah, going into 8th grade. Yeah. Starting to think about boys, are you? Yes. Yes, you hear a lot of things. Uh, any questions you'd like to ask a seasoned man like myself? Obviously, there's some attraction. That's a forbidden thing, but that's okay. It's healthy. You look at me as a uh, distinguished uh, gentleman. And I, at your age, I know you look at me, you think I know all the answers. And, and it's true. I guess I do. Uh, do you look at me as a distinguished uh, older gentleman? Yeah. Oh, you look at Drew that way? Uh-huh. You know, he is, uh, you look at Drew as having it all together, don't you? Never hair out of place, uh, a doctor, a, a TV star, a uh, national uh, radio celebrity. Yep. You don't realize that there's a, a man crying inside of that, inside of that chill, do you? <laughs> there's a broken man who's uh, contemplating uh, faking his own death so he can get out of uh, this life, this hell he calls a life. Do you understand that? She heard me whispering one night. <laughs> She heard you crying, and the uh, when you uh, when you thought the kids were asleep, 
But it must be a thrill for you to have, uh, I mean, the kids at... Go oh, going to the Weenie Rose. The, the kids at school, I'm sure, uh, know Dr. Drew. Yeah. And uh, look up to him. Yeah. And idolize him as they idolize me. Huh? She's still pretty young for that. A, a little young. Yeah. A little young. But uh, soon you will be getting right into Drew's uh, demographic wheelhouse. Uh, usually uh, 15 to uh, 15 and three quarters. Uh, those are the ones who really worship the Drew. And uh, to say that you're the niece of the brilliant, uh, sophisticated, uh, worldly Dr. Drew is going to get you uh, more dates than you can shake a stick at. Hey, have you been out on a date yet? Mom wouldn't let me. Mom, very smart. Very, when is Mom going to let you? I don't know. <laughs> Would you like to? Not right now. Oh, okay. So. I was going to say, what time is Mom? Oh, no, I don't want to get into that. But you, uh, you have to be home at any certain time? or? Um, it depends. Do you have a curfew? Not really. Not really? So what do you get for allowance these days? Um, $13 a month from Dad. Oh, really? See, if the folks were still together, you'd be uh, getting 6 bucks a month and mowing the lawn. <laughs> this is brilliant. Uh, um, have you ever seen Drew in the nude? No. no. Okay. Yeah, you realize I, I don't know. I don't have these questions lined up, Drew. Yes, Adam. All right. Uh, all right. We're going to go to uh, commercial. Is there anything, uh, any friends you'd like to say hi to? Uh, would you like to uh, touch the hem of my sleeve, perhaps, or anything like that? You're not at all intimidated by me? No. No. Not in a little bit? No. No. Okay. Well, I'll have that effect on even the young women. All right. They're doing, uh, they're doing, a, hand, they're doing a, like a touchdown dance in the next room. It's all right. She's very composed. Uh, yeah. Are, are you attracted to me in, in any, any way, it's shape, or form? Ass, Adam. You've that seven times. I know. I can't imagine a 13-year-old. Uh, you're supposed to like everyone over 30, aren't you? No. No. All right. Well, uh, more revelations from uh, Bonnie, is it? Yeah. Yes, after the break. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, doing uh, whatever. Uh, must be. my feminine stink on. Ah, uh, yes, must be in between catalogs or something. She's very much involved with the show tonight. Uh, Toad the Wet Sprague and Tom Arnold uh, coming on uh, later this week. So, uh, and uh, Dr. Drew's uh, lovely uh, niece, who I can see uh, blooming uh, like a uh, like a bulb uh, planted in the fall, uh, right in front of me as we speak. Oh, what a tender age that thirteen is! So much, uh, so much you know, so much you don't know. Ah, looking back to those days myself as a young lady when I dreamt of uh, Bobby Sherman. Uh, where life was just a big row of uh, daisies, and uh, all I could think about was my next miniskirt. Uh, oh, to go back to those days at 13. All right, so in, uh, until, ne <laughs> until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> this concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. 
Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.